Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and the creators of the F3 formula. In today's episode, we're going to answer the question, what's the best way to eat to stay fit and healthy? So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity Podcast. So, Benjamin, what is fit and healthy? Fit and healthy, I think, really depends on uh, on what you want to achieve, first of all. So, we're asking the question today, what is the best way to eat to stay fit and healthy? So, to me, I would say fit and healthy means, for me, uh, feeling good on a daily basis, having good energy levels. Keeping uh, keeping my body fat low. I don't want to be putting on too much extra body fat, and I want to have plenty plenty of energy to do all the things that I want to do, and I want to try and live as long as I can by obviously just not eating cheeseburgers and and ice cream and chocolate cakes and stuff every single day. So to summarize that, I would say fit and healthy would be not being massively overweight and just making good choices with your food. That keep you feeling good on a daily basis. And you make an interesting point. You know, you said obviously it means not eating cheeseburgers and ice cream and all that. I'm sure most yeah. people listening get that, but some people I feel like don't even put two and two together that the things you eat actually become your body. And if you're not eating healthy stuff, then they're going to start to degrade your body and they're going to shorten your lifespan. And I think that's. Yeah, it may not be obvious to everyone. Maybe maybe I'm just like stating the obvious there, but I think some people think yeah, that there's this magical pipe that like you put food in and then it just sort of comes out the other end, so to speak, and it doesn't have any real impact on you on the way through. Maybe they know it makes them fatter if they eat unhealthy food, but that's it. As humans, we just have this thing, I think, where if if, if something is, is far in the future, if the effect is far in the future, we just don't care about it and we don't want to deal with it. So... Like smoking, for example. I mean, a lot of people are kind of wise to the effects of smoking now and that it's terrible for your health. But um, you still have people that kind of just smoke all the time and you tell them, like, oh, that might give you lung cancer in 20 years. Like, oh, it's fine. I'll be all right for now. You, d- you just you don't want to take care of it now. I can't think of anything else like that. It'd be like um, when if you've got a problem with your house and you know it may develop into something more serious over time or you've got a problem with your car and the garage says well it's all right for now it'll pass the next MOT but five years from now you know this might cause a bigger problem people are way less likely to solve it because it's not an immediate problem knocking on their doorstep but the thing with health is when you get to the point where you've neglected your health to the put to the to the the point where you actually develop some kind of serious disease and it's like oh you might die next month if you don't solve sort this out then people start to worry and you, but they you don't put two and two together. You can't buy a new body. So <clears throat> often with health, unlike with a house or a car where you can replace it or knock the wall down and put another one in, at the moment you're kind of fucked, <laughs> for want of a better word. If you've got to the point where they're like, you've got a month to live, you've got a month to live. 
you pay the price for your mm. food decisions 20 30 10 whatever many years before or the drink that you've had that many years before but as you said as humans we're rubbish actually thinking like that thinking that oh i'll just have this chocolate today i'll just have a bit tomorrow not thinking that it's going to be too stone on by christmas which is maybe where a lot of people nearly are at now throughout the winter a lot of people kind of give up anyway i'm kind of taking it off course so fit and healthy i would say as well for a lot of people means not being overweight because like those you know you saw that do you see those cancer adverts the cancer research uk ones that said obesity is a form well it said ob whatever missing a few letters basically obesity is a cause of cancer and it was very controversial but it's pretty much thought to be true and it's caused like you said of loads of other conditions and being overweight has a load of other costs as well doesn't it like i think a lot of people know these but they want to hide from them like i know from speaking to people it has an impact on people at work it has an impact on their confidence at work it has an impact on them whether they'll put themselves out for opportunities like speaking on a webinar speaking on a stage because they don't feel confident or they feel embarrassed about the body they now have which is, isn't how they used to be or how they used to see themselves so there's a cost at work and that could actually be a financial cost down the line there's a cost um there's a cost to maybe if you've got a family missing out on quality time with kids um if you're not able to play with your kids and then they'll remember that you couldn't play with them and then they'll copy you and they'll eat and there's a big cost i think a lot of people for a lot of people they understand this so fit and healthy for them also means not being overweight or not having this excess weight so i agree i think for us who's like i don't know how many years are you into your journey now <laughs> journey how old am i now 28 so it's 10 or 11 years i've probably been doing caring about health and fitness and it kind of shifts doesn't it like your priorities like what were your priorities at the beginning the beginning i literally wanted to have big bulging muscles in my arms and, and chest <laughs> And six-pack abs, so that more girls would be attracted to me. So you wanted now, to look, you wanted to look good, basically, at the beginning. Wanted to look good, yeah. I wanted to look good, and I wanted to feel more confident around the opposite sex. My priority now is I, I I won't lie. I still want to look good, but the looking good now is so easy because I've done it for so long. It's just it takes care of itself. I'm just that's all right. Um, but the main thing now is kind of like how I feel. So if I wake up and I feel like my digestion doesn't feel good and I feel a bit groggy and my energy levels are low, I can correlate that to whether I've been eating loads of un- unhealthy food. If I have a weekend where I have like fish and chips, McDonald's and a huge piece of cake or something, which does happen, I, I'm never perfect. This is the thing about being fit and healthy. It's all about, it's all like a sliding scale. But if I have a weekend like that, oh, and alcohol especially, add that in then I'll feel crap the next day. And I, I don't like that. I like to be able to get up and just do all the things. I guess fitness now to me means being able to do the things that I enjoy in life. Because that's all life is really, doing the things you enjoy. I definitely relate to that um, eating crap thing. Since I was just in Luxembourg this last weekend, we had, had quite a lot of, <laughs> not the best food. <laughs> I think one day we had I didn't actually eat all of it, but we had I had mulled wine. Um, we went out to this really cool cocktail bar, which you had to get, they had like this password that you had to know. So my girlfriend, Alex's friend, uh, her friend told her this password to this bar. So you ring the buzzer outside the bar and then they say, oh, uh, what's the password? And it was some bizarre phrase, like some sort of Harry Potter phrase. 
and then they let you in and you're allowed <laughs> up and it was this really cool bar it had a tree inside it it had lamp shades um, lamps upside down on the ceiling and then we ordered this gin cocktail that came in a teapot <laughs> that was really good actually but um yeah i had like drinking gin had some wine it was my birthday weekend had some cake um it was a christmas market so we had some uh what's it called mulled wine there were crepes ate some some lots of different meats but like all the every time you eat out i think the food's always kind of heavier isn't it they like put more butter in it fat in it and then we had late nights as well so after this or oh, you can sit, hear it now i'm not feeling too good <laughs> i'm run down i'm not feeling very well and it's just a sign of that lifestyle i did one home workout but otherwise basically just ate crap didn't sleep that well didn't drink that well breakfast were right but other than that it wasn't the best and so yeah now i don't feel good so i guess the priorities for most people are feeling good on a daily basis but looking good is probably the number one until you've achieved that i think the other things are secondary i don't know how it was for you but for me like i think feeling that was the first thing looking and feeling confident yeah but i think feeling good as well you kind of if you roll that into a like your energy levels but b your overall kind of opinion of yourself so i think just feeling happy in your body is is what most people want to achieve but the the problem people run into is we all know i know you know whoever's listening to this podcast you probably know how to eat healthy already you know what foods to eat and what foods not to eat you probably know that mcdonald's burgers fish and chips ready meals chocolate and crisps are not going to be healthy for you but vegetables and you know nice lean cuts of meat you know that that stuff is healthy but the problem people fall into is they struggle to actually put two and two together even knowing that possibly the biggest source of unhappiness in their life is that they're overweight and they're unhappy with their appearance and it's causing them problems in all areas of life even knowing that they struggle to put two and two together and just say do you know what i'm going to eat healthy so that i can lose the weight and i can get to where i want to go and i think um the reason for this the reason people struggle to actually prior, like prioritize their own health and get fit and healthy is the same reason that they've ended up in that situation in the first place it's kind of they have a problem i would say with taking care of themselves and kind of putting themselves first in in terms of their in terms of their mindset so even knowing what they need to do to make themselves fit and healthy they're unable to do it because of the just because of the way that their mindset is but if we bring this back to kind of um, what you actually need to do. So I've made the big assumption now that everybody knows what to do to be fit and healthy. <laughs> However, you know, there is, there is, there are different degrees of, of what you can do with your nutrition and your exercise to get fit and healthy. So it ultimately comes down to how fast you want to see results. So Rob, what would you say? What approaches would you recommend to people? And how long is each approach likely to take compared to others? So what is the best possible approach? Yeah, so the best best approach, I mean, we've tried and done lots of different diets, for want of a better word, ourselves and with our clients. And we've seen them and we've studied them. And there's loads and loads of bullshit for a start out there. Like, oh, you should do this keto diet, which Ben's done recently, actually, but not for the reasons most people are doing it, not for weight loss. Or cut out carbs are bad, or the, follow this plan, or that plan, or track points. But really, it just comes down to some very simple things. All you need to do to lose weight 
and to get fit and healthier is make good food choices so food that's come out of the ground or from an animal and not being processed much in between so things you see in the vegetable section things you see in the meat section and then don't eat too much of it and don't drink too much alcohol or sugary drinks it's really quite simple so <clears throat> a lot of people overcomplicate it first of all but the reality is all you need to do is make sure you're eating the right amount of calories because calories are energy and if you have too much energy coming to your body you will have no choice but to, you have to do something with that energy if there's too much coming in you have to store it as fat that's the only way you gain fat and that's how a lot of people um, are eating when they've gained weight so or everyone is they've eaten too many calories or drank too many calories and therefore they've gained weight so a lot of people are messing around with their fit but looking at their steps or they're messing around uh, or following these these complicated diets thinking that's the way because they're trying to sell them into it it's really really simple you just need to not eat too much um, in terms of calories in terms of energy you cannot get around that rule that simple science so the fastest way to lose weight and to be fit and healthy is to track what you eat so to track calories there's apps like my fitness pal that can help you do it and it's not very complicated a lot of people try it for a day and they panic and they go oh this is impossible um, and give up and it's kind of as Ben said this harks back to the mindset thing if you're if you're got this weak foundation if you've got this weak mindset which is the reason and you're not able to prioritize yourself and put time into learning these things then it doesn't really matter what approach we tell you you're not actually gonna gonna do it because anyone can track calories we've taught what 5,000 people to do it busy women not every single person has run with it but everyone who has has seen great results if they've stuck to it so you've got to track what you eat and if you do we've had clients who've done this pretty religiously five six seven days i'd say on average probably six days a week and they've worked out four days a week so exercise is important as well if you combine those two things so tracking what you eat and then working out preferably with weights because that will have the, the fastest and the best long-term effect especially if you're a little bit older because it will keep your metabolism high higher than cardio higher than hit if you do those two things then we've had people lose four was it four stone caroline lost in one year i believe it's four stone three or yeah. four stone yeah so you could lose a stone every 90 days if you go with that approach you track your calories you have a coach maybe help you out a little bit with that it's not too complicated but you may need to make some tweaks and you exercise four days a week it's not that big a commitment but most people are not prepared to do that and if you're not prepared to do that the only thing you can do is commit to saying it's going to take me longer so let's say you want to lose a stone in 90 days that's what you're going to need to do with, that's the only way that will actually have a long-term effect it, that will teach you how to eat long-term and that will have long-term results you might be able to lose a stone in 90 days doing drastic dieting like starving yourself but then you'll gain it all again afterwards that's the only way you'll lose it short term so that's the fastest way Ben what other ways would you say people can what other things can they do to try and lose weight and how long will that take them so for the person who's looking at this and thinking that's just impossible for me I can't I can't possibly track calories and um um what's the other thing exercise, exercise four times a week yeah first of all i would say you know have you ever tried it if not probably just give it a try it's like it's like me saying i could never um i can't even think of anything i could never do ballroom dancing but i clearly could if i went and did some lessons i'd probably pick it up in a couple of months um that's so an yeah, important point all, as well if, if 
if you did some lessons, you'd pick it up in a couple of months. If you tried exactly. to figure out it... ball dance, ballroom dancing on your own without ever getting any proper help, you'd probably suck. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people are if, trying to do this I, on their um, own. If I was to watch Strictly Come Dancing one time and look out how like amazing the people are dancing, then I went to one class and I said, you know what, I'm not as good as the people on Strictly Come Dancing, so I'm going to give up. That's like if somebody decides they're going to try calorie counting, they do one day, they're like, oh shit, I didn't go perfectly and it wasn't easy. Oh, I better give up then. The reality is you've got to, like anything, like any skill, you need to put time into it to, to get good at it. Like if you think about your career and your job, you, were, you didn't just turn up on day one and know how to do everything, but probably now you've got a good level of knowledge about how, how to go about doing your job. And that only comes with time and experience. So it's exactly the same with your nutrition, except with your job, that's just a job. But the, the thing you're actually working towards in your nutrition is your health, your life, your quality of life. So it's, it's strange that people don't prioritize it. But again, that's that mindset issue, and we'll come back to that afterwards but anyway so first of all if you've tried haven't tried this approach you know give it a try give calorie counting and exercise with weights a try if you're thinking that's still impossible there are there are different ways i mean you have different options another the other way is to kind of keep it simple so the calorie counting approach is keeping it flexible so it means you can you can eat you can fit in treats and snacks and stuff and as long as you eat the right amount of calories you're still going to see results which is nice the other way of doing it would be not tracking your calories so you know you're not not measuring everything you eat in in your phone on an app but just restricting certain food groups so you could either cut out um you could cut out carbs or you could cut out all unhealthy food but it just restricting whatever foods cause you to overeat usually so if if you find yourself eating chocolate and that the chocolate and the, let's say you eat chocolate and wine that's your thing every night you have chocolate and wine and that adds another 1000 or 1500 calories to your food every day if you just say I'm not going to eat chocolate and wine and you can minimize your calories every day by like 500 or 1,000 calories and you can stick to that and the rest of your food remains the same, then you're probably going to see some results. So the other way of doing it is restricting your food choices. The problem with this is it's, it's a lot less accurate. It's like comparing, um, let me think about this. <laughs> I can't think of a good I was going to do a one. shooting analogy, but that's probably not a... Uh... I'll do I'll do onions. Chopping an onion. Okay. Like the, the tracking calories is a very precise approach. It's like chopping an onion with a nice, perfectly sharpened knife. You can get it into nice thin slices. Whereas the other one, restricting the food choices, is kind of like... It's like doing it with a hammer. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a blunt instrument. You hit the onion with a hammer. It might, if you're very lucky, it might explode into perfectly chopped, diced onion chunks. Or you might just crush it and it'll fly across the room and it'll be a disaster. It's kind of, or you might. It's a much less accurate approach, but it can work. It can work, but it cannot work. So there's less of a guarantee there. And I would say, for some people, you know, they'll do that and they'll see really fast results and it'll be perfect. For other people, they'll do that and it will just take them longer to reach the same goal because it won't be ideal. As as with the exercise as well, if you want the fastest results, weight training four times a week is exactly what you want to do. If you say, oh, I hate weight training, I don't want to do it, I'd rather do gym classes, that's going to slow you down a bit. If you say, I don't want to do three, four sessions a week, I want to do three, that's going to slow you down a bit again. But it's, it's completely your decision how fast you want to see the results. If you want to lose a stone every 90 days, you need to do weight training four times a week, you need to track your calories. If you want to take a year to lose the same stone, then maybe you'll do two classes at the gym every week and you'll just cut out chocolate and that's it. You, you'll see some results, but the results will likely be slower than if you did the absolute best approach. 
and the, the the interesting thing about the time concept I guess I was talking about this with Emma one of my one-on-ones is the faster you get to your goal the quicker you can actually kind of relax your diet I don't want to make it sound crazy but until you've got to your goal it's much harder isn't it to lose weight or to change the state of your body it does not want to change than it is to actually maintain where you're at and what most people do is they take this slow and steady approach and then they get frustrated and after I don't blame them six months or whatever they've not lost that much they've lost a bit and then they sort of go I need a break now or it's summer or it's Christmas and so they take this break they regain all the weight again then they start again and they never get anywhere they're just going up and down and up and down weight goes up weight goes down weight goes up weight goes down what can work a lot better is to commit to saying this year maybe 2019 I give it my all I commit just one year out of maybe 70 80 years of my life to get back to where I want to be to a happy healthy place where my body is two three stone lighter I'm really lean toned firm strong feel great every day full of energy most people can get to that stage in about a year unless you have a lot of weight to lose maybe it's gonna be two years but whatever get to that point big push and then you can you can start enjoying the things you want again you can enjoy a bit of chocolate you can enjoy a bit of this you've got to keep going with the weight training you've got to not overeat like crazy but you can start actually having more of this stuff I think most people try and they think they can kind of half-ass it and get there but the reality is that the difference between <laughs> full assing it I don't know what that is going in all, going all in basically that will get you there or go nearly all in whereas half-assing it generally gets you nowhere that's like the weird I think thing with dieting or with losing weight or whatever you want to call it and we're getting in shape you, if, you, if you half commit you don't really change this is what I find you kind of just stay where you're at whereas if you give it your all like it's it's a bit more effort but it's not like an insane amount more effort but you actually will make get the result you want I think that's probably but here's the, go on the interesting thing though is um I would say my approach now is half-assing it. But when you're already at your goal, half-assing it's all you need. That's that's the most important thing. So you can half-ass it, but like now, I go to the gym like four times a week, three or four times a week, four in a good week, three if I just, you know, my schedule doesn't allow for some reason. Um, so three or four times a week, I go to the gym, I enjoy it, I do jujitsu, I do weights, it's great. Nutrition-wise, I kind of, I don't track any calories. Or most of the meals I prepare at home, are nice healthy vegetable meat and veg type of meals but for example last night I went out with my girlfriend we went to a little cake shop in my town and I had a massive piece of chocolate fudge cake with ice cream so my diet's like I have unhealthy stuff and I have healthy stuff so it's, it's kind of the half-assing it approach but even but because I'm already kind of at my goal my weight's just it's like 13 and a half stone that's it and it's been like this exact same for probably four years it just doesn't change it doesn't go up it doesn't go down I don't put in any fat. I'm also not like I'm not losing any fat. I'm not putting on a significant amount of muscle. I'm just kind of staying where I am, but I'm happy to stay where I am. So it's it's not a big effort. But what you were saying before about half assing it, I guess you can kind of th- I'd think about it as like you want to get to this place where you're happy. So let's say you've you want to go on a nice holiday to you're gonna you're gonna go to Tenerife on holiday, and it's gonna be nice there. It's gonna be sunny and um, beautiful on the beach. Not like what I'm looking at. Out, out of the window now which is grey miserable English winter so you're going to Tenerife it's going to be lovely you're going to relax on a sun lounger and drink margaritas there's two options you either commit you go all in you decide you're going to 
book a plane ticket, you're going to go to the airport, you're going to fly there, it's going to take you like three, four hours, you'll be there, you'll be on the beach, it'll be great. Or the other option, you decide you're going to like, you know, the plane's a bit expensive, I don't know if I really want to commit, so I'll I'll get a hire a rowing boat, and I'll set off, and if I just and and I'll see after a couple of hours whether I still feel like continuing. So you row this boat out into the ocean. It's freezing. You're getting battered by waves. It's terrible. It's difficult. And then halfway through, you decide, oh, I can't be bothered. I'll just go back to shore. So you go back to shore, and then you just keep trying again and again, rowing this boat out. Like, oh, you know, I really want to get to Tenerife, but it's very difficult. And then eventually you give up. But because you decided to half-ass it, not just book get a plane this cheap rowing get, boat. <laughs> just get it done then you you just end up spending like six months on this ridiculous rowing thing where you're just going backwards and forwards backwards and forwards never achieving your destination and just but constantly working and struggling the entire time i love that analogy i was wondering <laughs> where you, you wouldn't i wonder where you're going with that when you started because i was like i hope you say you're going to get one of these little inflatable <laughs> dinghies you get as a child and start <laughs> rowing in it that's what i was picturing that is, yeah, it is just like that though and you, we see as coaches these people in these dinghies trying to row to Tenerife basically going oh, I'm just going to eat healthy and see what happens and then they get, we get an email from them six months later nothing's, ta- nothing's changed in fact I've gained half a stone and, um, and I'm exhausted because I've just spent like six months trying to get in shape through the hardest possible method half-arsing it like you said but you can enjoy half like I think another good analogy is like with a job you kind of um, you can't just get to this job without doing any work, like without without. This kind of comes into the mindset side as well. But without, if you don't have a solid foundation, you haven't gone and done you haven't done the work for your GCSEs and learned the basics of like maths and English and whatever other subjects you do, <laughs> history, um, geography, or whatever languages. You haven't learned got this foundation, then you haven't gone on to A levels and got those, and then you haven't gone and got a degree and got that and works every single stage for that then when you're at a job it's kind of like it's quite nice i remember when we had a real job <laughs> but being in a job and being like oh i've done through i've gone all the hard bit i've done like years and years of work i've done these qualifications i've done the interviews and now i'm here and you can kind of you can't you don't have to coast but you can kind of be like there's like a weight lifted off your shoulders and you can kind of in, enjoy where you're at a little bit more when you were there but the journey there is, is, is quite long and quite difficult. But you can't get there without having done that. And it's the same with losing weight. You can't, there's no result in life you can have without actually doing the work to get it. There are no shortcuts. You can't do a starvation diet or take pills or half ass it or just try and eat healthy but not really and have weekends off and get there. And I think this is a, this is a problem that we all face as humans is we want to be able to get something without actually doing the grind to get there. And it's not that complicated and it's a, it's great once you get there and we've got lots and lots of success stories of people who have but a lot of people like you said they they want to try and just do it on the cheap and do it on the the slightly easier way or what looks like an easier way on their own unsupported whatever like rowing the little boat to Tenerife rather than investing getting the plane ticket going all in and getting there so I guess what I'm trying to say is the most important thing is <laughs> distill this down is to be consistent you've got to do whatever it takes to be consistent now what, what would you I, say uh, about consistency whenever I speak to people and I ask them I always ask this question I always say what's stopping you from being fit and healthy and doing all the things you want to do currently and it always comes down to 
let's get the same response over and over again. Number one, I have no motivation. I can't stick to it. Number two would be, um, I don't have enough time. My life's too busy. <laughs> and number three was probably, I don't have enough money to get fit and healthy. Um, so if I address these all one by one, the first one, I don't have any motivation. That's not really a problem because we're luckily myself and Rob, myself and you, Rob, I would say without being big headed, we are very good at helping people to get motivated. Extremely good. Motivation is one of these things. It's like, it, it's, it's just like a formula. Basically everybody has like your mindset will hold you back. There's like fundamental things that you need to do to take care of your mindset. If you take care of those things and learn some new tips and tricks, then you can get rid of all of that lack of motivation and lack of willpower. You can just eliminate it. So it's, it's easy to change when you have the right approach. So motivation, not a worry for us at all, because that's something we realized very early on. We had to figure out how to teach people. Uh, second one, lack of time. Um, again, it's an easily solved problem. You just have to, we've already done podcasts on, you know, how to find the time to get to eat fit and to get fit and healthy. Again, so that's um, easily solved with the right approach. You just need the right tools, the right knowledge, the right approach. You can create more time for yourself. You can free up more time. It might involve saying no to a few things. It might involve removing a few activities that you currently do for your life that are not serving you, reorganizing yourself, getting more organized, prioritizing yourself, taking different approaches with your eating and uh, exercise, but you can find the time to do it. No problem. And then the third one, which is people don't have enough money to get fit and healthy. You can get fit and healthy with like, with first of all, you can get fit and healthy with nothing. If you just ate like rice, which is very cheap food, rice, frozen, like fish fillets, maybe that's cheap, mm -hmm. eggs, frozen veg, olive oil. If you just, that was your only shopping, you could get fit and healthy with a very, very small budget for your food. Exercise wise, you can do body weight exercise in your house for nothing and get fit and healthy. So again, there's all these excuses that people come up with that stop them from being consistent, all come down to kind of their, their mindset and the, the stories that they're telling themselves. So ultimately, you've got to help somebody work on their mindset and get through their excuses. But the, the key thing, if you're kind of listening to this and you're thinking, you know, I, I don't feel like I have the motivation to, just, to do that big push we were talking about where you just go all in and you commit and you just get that body you want in under a year. All of the things that you think are holding you back currently, they can be overcome. All you need is the right, the right approach and the right kind of coaching. And if, if you're thinking about, well, I want that coaching from you maybe, um, but I'm worried about the cost of it. You've got to just really think about the, the cost of staying where you are. So if you stay stuck and your mindset continues to hold you back, you're never able to get consistent with your nutrition or with your exercise. You're never able to do that approach you need to do with maybe tracking calories or eating healthy foods or going to the gym. Then five to 10 years from now, you'll likely be either in exactly the same position. That's, this is best case. You'll be in the same position you are now with your body. Exactly the same. Your weight and how you feel and look will be exactly the same. But re realistically, you'll be in an even worse position. You'll have gained more weight. You'll have get, got more unfit. You'll be more unhappy with the way you look. You'll be 10 years older and it will have affected your life all other areas of your life it will have affected your family, it will affect your confidence, it will affect how you feel at work, it might affect your relationship um, and sex and intimacy with your partner. It may affect your social life, your enjoyment of clothes shopping, your enjoyment of every holiday you go on for the next 10 years. And people will let like 
an investment of you know a couple of hundred pounds stop them from getting that life that they want personally i've found that all of that stuff i was talking about so upgrading your mindset and your willpower and your motivation to get the consistency you need to get the goals that you want so for me to get all of that i had to invest a significant amount of money in order to have a coach teach me how to do it keep me accountable get me to do new things get me to change behaviors and patterns that weren't working for me um don't really know where i'm going with this but basically just think about your own life think about the results you want how much those results are worth to you because for me one the, the best thing i ever did was kind of learn how to be how to be consistent with doing things in my life which then allowed me to get things that i wanted in my life yeah and that's through investments into courses and programs right because you can do it the long hard way just trying to figure stuff out on your own which i mean everyone listen to this have a think how is that working out for you right now have you figured it out are you getting there or are you kind of just staying in no man's land gaining weight losing weight feeling more competent less confident less confident is it working out for you if it's not then the other choice is to go for the the faster easy way and get someone who actually knows how to help you with this we've helped like 5,000 women with this problem now we've honed our message and we've honed our system that we teach and it's better than ever and again i don't want to sound cocky by saying that but it's it's true the, the proof is in the pudding with the results we're getting now and um we'd love to help help you get the same result but it's not going to be possible unless you actually decide to take that first step and i think that's the last thing i'd like to say is like as you were saying it can sound really complicated it can sound really scary or difficult or like it sounds good in principle but you're not sure where to get started all you have to think about to get started with anything is what is the first step what is the first step you're going to take and if you're unsure about stuff who are you going to get the help from so for, for, for lots of problems, it can just be, I'm going to sign up to this thing. I signed up to a meditation um, course again yesterday, the one um, we've done, Ben, the Bright Path one. We can repeat yeah. it any time for free. So I signed up to repeat it again beginning of next year because I thought, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm not quite getting all the benefit I could out of this. Maybe I'm not quite as, um, I'm a bit like uh, drifting with it or not, not getting 100% out of it like I used to. So what do I do? I sign up to get help with it because I know on my own, it's not really working. So if you're in the same place, get help from someone and think about whether that investment could be better placed in that or a TV or whatever else stuff you could buy that then a few years down the line will be not making you any happier and your body will still be making you miserable. I think it's all about perspective. You got anything else to say, Ben? I would say just if you if you can learn how to get all the skills you need to have a a job like you have now and if you can learn all the skills you need to be able to cook your own food and look after the house and do all the amazing things that you can do whatever hobbies and interests that you have that you're great at if you can learn all of these things you can learn all the skills you need to be consistent with eating with nutrition with everything so if it's it doesn't have to be overwhelming it doesn't have to be difficult but you just have to you just have to decide you want to learn it find someone who can teach it to you it could be us it could be somebody else and then just commit to doing it. Commit time, commit effort, commit financially, and then just get it done. I'm confident you can get the results you want, but like Rob said, you just need to decide that you're gonna take that first step.
So that almost brings us to the end of today's Trinity podcast. But before you go, we have some important information for you. Number one, if you're currently not subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher to the Trinity podcast, click that subscribe button and get yourself subscribed so you're first to hear when new episodes go live. Number two, if you're not currently getting access to the daily motivation emails and action guides found at trinitytransformation.co.uk, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk and get that done today and we'll start sending them your way. And number three, last but not least, if you're listening to this show and you're getting value from it, first of all, do the things we talk about here. And secondly, you don't pay us to do this. So instead, we ask you simply to share this show with one person you think it could help today. It's only fair. This is Rob Burkhead, and this has been the Trinity Podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.